0: Viewmasters. It's the podcast that we do. Viewmasters. Talk about movies that we view. Viewmasters. My friend Eric and me, Joe. Viewmasters. Hey, let's start the show. Hello, and welcome to the Viewmasters. Episode 251, Locked Down. My name is Eric. My name is Joe. Hello, Joe. Hello, Eric. How are you today? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm also doing well. Excellent. Here in here in our quarantine times. Yes, indeed. Uh just just uh on a Skype call like always. Yeah. Like always. Yep. I you know that is uh we we started doing this podcast again uh, at the beginning of the quarantine. Yeah, uh, but but it makes me feel somewhat okay knowing that uh, whether there was a pandemic or not, we would still just be doing this over Skype. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like I I think <laughs> it, we we started doing this again, like right before things got real bad and everything yeah. shut down. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, this this doesn't feel. This doesn't feel weird
1: to no, be doing yeah. this way.
0: Nope. Th- this is uh, not a necessity. Yeah. Well, I mean, it is for us to do the show, but, you know, just not a uh, a social necessity. Right. Yeah. No, it's a social necessity for me because I don't have any friends here, so uh, it's it's nice to talk to somebody. Oh, It's fine. <laughs> no, really, it's fine. <laughs> Okay. I mean, <laughs> y- you are married. And- oh yeah, I mean you know yeah, she she a, she uh, she's she's a, a friend. She, she is a friend, a but friend. She, she, I, I mean <laughs> I I did marry my best friend. But uh <laughs> <laughs> No you know what I mean, like <laughs> I know what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man! Uh-huh. I told you before we started recording that I'm feeling a little punchy. Sure. So, uh, so here we are. <laughs> I'm living it. <laughs> uh, this is great. I'm I'm glad. I'm yeah. I'm having a good time. <laughs> good. Here in here in lockdown. <laughs> Lock it down. Yeah so this movie yeah uh so my pandemic experience uh has been very different from i'd say most people's uh just because uh i have constantly worked Mm -hmm. and uh gone outside and done things because i don't have a choice uh so there's a huge chunk of this movie that i just could not relate to sure uh but but i imagine you probably related to it slightly more than i did a little in, bit in yeah certain aspects. i mean yeah certain aspects yeah i mean i i've been working from home for the past almost four years now oh, that is so. true yeah so you also did not have too much of a change Not not much, but I did like to I like to go out and do things after work. Well, sure. Like I like there would there would usually be a couple hours between, you know, when I was done working and either when Jenny got home or was was finished working right because you I, are even though you're on the west coast you are essentially working an east coast job essentially yeah, yeah yeah i i work sort of augmented hours so my work day ends around 3 here right um and then yeah so i would you know i'd go go to hang out at the comic store or go go just go to stores and just browse sure. just to get out of the house right so so not not having the option to do that uh has definitely i think taken a bit of a toll <laughs> sure um but you know it's 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 not as bad as it could be i suppose right uh. um so yeah i i did uh i did connect a little bit with what uh paxton was going through uh and, and i guess um i forget her name and hathaway what, the- what was her name Linda, Linda. Yeah. 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 Um yeah. But yeah, I can I can totally see it's it's a very you know it's 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 sort of <laughs> it feels like upper upper class people problems or something, you know, like, like right. they're they're not essential workers no. um who who don't have a choice or you know, just in, in whatever situation that they don't have a choice or don't have the ability to work from home. Right. Um, so I can, I can definitely see a bit of a, a barrier to entry there, at least yeah. as far as connecting with what they're going through. Uh, I, I think, oh, I mean, I'm just going to flat out say this, this, I hate sure. this movie. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. It's okay. Yeah. There, there's no need to dance around it. That's totally fine. Yeah. Uh, and and I think you know part of it is uh the disconnect uh between you know 'cause uh so this is a movie essentially about uh what we're currently all going through. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh but uh the the entry point in the movie is from very privileged well off neurotic fucks. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That's a really good description for both of them. (laughs) And, uh, I mean, like, there is some relatability with with Paxton, but, uh, unfortunately, uh, the fact that his wife is the CEO of a major, you know, media corporation uh, Mm -hmm. completely nullifies Anything that he may go through, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like they 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 go through this heist, and and now they're rich after after Spoiler alert: they pull off a heist, sure. Uh, <laughs> but uh, like she's she was probably doing pretty well already. I mean, <laughs> you know, they like lived even in before huge fucking house in london <laughs> yeah with like four levels i at least yeah uh and, and just a beautiful fucking garden yeah uh, where, they, where they grew their own opium sure and a hedgehog that's uh quite frankly uh so the first like 20 seconds of this movie just focuses on this hedgehog and, yeah. uh, again, that may be just another reason why I hated the rest of it, because I just wanted to see more of the Hedgehog. I know, the Hedgehog was a delight. Yeah. You know, he's credited on IMDb. Is he really? His name is Sonic. Oh, uh, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what else it was gonna be. <laughs> oh, good old Benny Schwab. <laughs> Oh boy! Yeah, you know the the hedgehog just going down the stairs. It's a nice way to, to get you into the movie. Yeah, and uh, I would have uh, I would have enjoyed more, even just interstitials with the the hedgehog right doing its because... thing in the garden. He even gets mentioned a couple more times, but we never see him again. Yeah, and then uh, at the end, we find out the hedgehog died. Yeah, that is not great. I didn't care for that at all. <laughs> Neither did I, and I didn't care for much of anything in this movie. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> so that's just like insult to injury, right? <laughs> the, the one thing that you did like—they killed off in a in a. In the last 30 seconds of the movie. Uh, you know how like some people talk about movies that are specifically made for them? I think this movie was specifically made against me. <laughs> oh, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, not your fault. <laughs> I did... Uh, I thought it was kind of dull. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I thought they... I definitely thought it was too long, you know, at almost oh, God, two yeah. hours, uh, almost two they, hours a... and the main point of this movie, which I thought was the heist, uh, doesn't happen until like the last 20 minutes. Yeah. They don't even start really talking about it until, you know, 40 minutes till the end. Right. Um, and, and yeah, I, I just feel like they, they could have trimmed at least 30 minutes of stuff. Yep off that that like, was just less like all the zoom or, calls or, or skype calls yeah there's there's like there's some redundant zoom calls in there or, or ones that they could have combined into one yeah um yeah but no there, how there's, there's no de- this is taking place during the pandemic that's true you know without without all those hilarious zoom technical issues <laughs> like like audio lag or screen freezing, you know, okay. So, so the first thing that we see after the hedgehog is, is a zoom call between Paxton and his, uh, stepbrother played by Dulé Hill, um, half brother. I'm sorry. Uh, and I guess his, uh, Dulé Hill's wife. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and so we see that, you know like it's happening within a zoom screen and so there's audio lag between you know what they're or there's there's video lag rather so like yeah. the what they're saying is before what they're what it looks like they're doing and i thought something was fucked up <laughs> with with hbo max Cause, so i we've have been been having issues with CBS All Access, okay. where so- sometimes the audio and the video will be off on what we're watching, just inexplicably, and there's nothing we can do about it. <laughs> and so, so like that stylistic choice, it reminded me. It reminded me of the um, like. I I've never seen the actual special, but I I know of it from Man on the Moon, but the Andy Kaufman special where like he on purpose has them fuck with the vertical <laughs> to make it look like people's TVs are broken. Oh wow. I, I did like, not know that. Yeah, it's it's like so people will get up and and right, go, right. you know hit, hit their tv or whatever cuz they think it's broken <laughs> this it reminded me of that it was frustrating oh, i did sure. not care for it even even after i realized oh that's just a thing that they're doing oh, as yeah. part of the movie i did not care for it i uh yeah i i realized what it was uh, initially uh, because you know my tv fine. uh <laughs> <laughs> Oh uh, look at Mister Fancy Shit over here! <laughs> he doesn't have problems with his CBSL access. <laughs> I bet he doesn't even have CBSL access. I don't. Cocky bastard. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so I, I I knew initially that they were doing a thing and uh i hated it too so you know <laughs> and uh, then it just kept happening yep and it, it felt like it was it was just an annoyance that they put in i don't know maybe it's you know i'm sure part of it is like you're supposed to experience it as well so you understand what they're going through and and feel what they're feeling but right that's it's not just, why i'm watching a movie <laughs> no i, I, I don't know. I could pretty much. I think that statement sums up everything about this movie for me. This is not why I watch movies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I do not watch movies to basically experience, you know, pseudo real life. Yeah, uh, especially just dull, uh, overprivileged real life. <laughs> Uh I mean if if Chiwetel Ejiofor was not in this movie I would say this entire movie is just about white people problems. Yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> I mean Having even said, most of his problems are white people problems. It's true. Having said that though, I will say that I thought both he and Anne Hathaway were excellent. Um, doing the things that they're doing like Anne Hathaway in particular I know you mentioned just you know neurotic yeah neurotic rich people yeah but she's 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 doing a good job of that I think in this movie it's pretty entertaining I think they're fine I, um, my my biggest issue I think is that so so the essential through line of the movie is that they basically are a married couple that is they were going to separate and then the lockdown happens um, so they're stuck together uh, I think that both of them have a palpable chemistry that did not make any marital strife that they were supposed to be having uh, seem real. Absolutely. I, I I just thought that, like at any moment, Anne Hathaway was going to jump him. Yeah. No. Like, <laughs> like four or five times before they actually do have sex, we never see it on screen or anything like that.
1: But yeah, there Damn. are
0: moments where they're like, okay, they're about to fuck. Okay, no. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, oh. which I guess I mean that's it was entertaining. <laughs> sure, you know, <laughs> if a little distracting, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're, they're both very attractive people, and, and like I said, you know, they they do have a chemistry together. Uh, but yeah, it did not make it did not make it seem like they had issues. <laughs> yeah, like outside of just you know, you know, quarantine stir craziness. Yeah. Uh and and also Anne Hathaway's character just seems like an awful person anyway. <laughs> <laughs> She's you know, I think it's safe to say that they're both going through some stuff. Well, sure. Uh and and she it seems like is sort of coming to terms with or having has realized that she is uh, or not if not a bad person then on a path that she does not want to be on uh-huh. um so I, I give i give her a bit of a pass there okay um though i guess i mean it you know what do they do with the money that they get from from stealing this diamond we never we never find out except for they say they're rich now so i guess well, yeah she- if they keep it that's pretty shitty <laughs> Well, she's uh, gonna, you know, quit her job and become an artist. Oh, right. That's right. She just wants to paint. Yeah, yeah. And I guess he's just gonna be a biker. Yeah, all right. (laughs) No background checks to be a biker. Nope, not at all. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so it's just. I guess they're just going to have fuck you money. Is is pretty much what it all comes down to. Oh man, can I can I do that? I want I want that. Oh, I do too. <laughs> but the thing is, I'm poor, so Great. it would be a massive life changer. That's that's true. Yeah, they 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 stay in the same apartment. Yep. I guess they can't go anywhere because it's lockdown. But still, sure, yeah. <laughs> oh. Uh, I, the Edgar Allan Poe thing. That <laughs> that was baffling. Yep, like legitimately. <laughs> like what I, the I, fuck? I thought it was funny at first. You know when, when yeah Ben Kingsley mentions it. By the way, Ben Kingsley appears in this movie. There's so many people in this movie. <laughs> it's weird. It's real weird but i mean most of them could just call in so yeah they were i mean it looked like ben kingsley was in a garage but uh, you know ben stiller probably called from his own home <laughs> probably yeah i, I will say uh, the the first ben stiller scene uh was the only time i had like an actual out loud laugh was that when his uh son was hanging the signs behind him yes yeah that was pretty great I I enjoyed that. Uh but for a, you know, romantic comedy heist film, uh it did, did not feel very funny. Yeah. Uh the heist is minimal. Uh and uh, you know I thought the romance was pretty predictable. Yeah. No like, that's, like, Yeah. Yeah. I mean all, again all is, totally reasonable, yeah uh I mean dude, there's never any question from the get go that uh you know they're gonna get back together by the end of this movie, yeah, well, I mean, they have undeniable chemistry, well, yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah i we we mentioned briefly after I picked this, you mentioned oceans eight uh-huh. um and and how you didn't care for it mm-hmm. uh. How do you think this movie compares to that? Uh, Ocean 8 seems like a work of genius compared to this movie. <laughs> you know, we we actually watched Ocean's Eleven uh, this past weekend. Just Jenny picked it as something we'd seen before that we okay. could just sort of have on for sure. fun. Um, and yeah, like having that in mind and how well that sort of like I love a heist movie. I do too. And, yeah. and how and how well it's executed in that movie. Uh, and then coming into this and like I mean Oceans Eleven just moves. Yep. Like like there's there's no gristle on that movie. And and this this one, knowing that there was a heist element to it, I think maybe did it a disservice. Like if I, I hadn't if I hadn't yeah. been expecting that the whole time, then I probably would have enjoyed this a lot more, but I kept just waiting, like, okay, when are we going to get to the heist? Jesus Christ! <laughs> you know what? I, I think that that is also spot on. I kept waiting the entire movie. Okay, when are we getting to this? Yeah. And, I mean, uh, there, there is there is stuff that sets it up in those earlier scenes, but, again... You know, a lot of the stuff around that could have been condensed or, or, you know, just cut outright right. to get to the, you know, get to the good stuff. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I have expectations when I see a heist movie. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, maybe that's just simplicity on my part, closed mindedness. I don't know. But, uh, I I was hoping for you know some of that yeah uh you know like how how are they gonna pull off a heist in the middle of a pandemic you know uh could have been really interesting but it's mostly you know an hour and 20 minutes of uh you know neurotic whining until we get to it right uh and and the plan is, is barely a plan at all Yeah, it's really very basic. (laughs) Yep. Uh, Which is fine. I think there's nothing wrong with a basic plan. Just, you know. No, yeah. I mean, you know, know. some heist movies, they pull off that heist pretty easily. And then it's just everything afterward that gets fucked up. Which, you know, makes for good heist movies. Yeah. Uh, Here, their only stumbling block is uh, Mark Gaddis. Uh and it's barely a stumbling block. Yeah, yeah. He just you know, they I feel like she she convinces him to help them pretty easily. Yep. <laughs> Especially after she's just fired him from his job. Right? Yep. Like he should have an axe to grind. <laughs> nope, he does not. He's yeah. fine. <laughs> it was I, I did enjoy uh I enjoy seeing Mark Gaddison things. And I enjoyed seeing Steven Merchant as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, he was uh, yeah. fun to, to, to watch. Yeah, there's just there's there's some good, you know, little bit part players. Yeah. Mindy Kaling is in it for some yeah, reason. Yeah, yep. That was a, All right. uh, Yeah, that was a shocker. Hello? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I I thought you had more to say about the shocking appearance of Mindy Kaling. Nope. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know you like you like Dule Hill. I think yeah, right from yeah, I do. Yep. So uh, so yeah, although, it's, it's always nice to see him and stuff too. It, it took me a bit to to figure out who he was though. I was like, man, that guy really looks familiar. He's you know, <laughs> a little more gray and uh, has a beard in this movie. So right. Know, not not usually how I see him. Um, I mean, yeah, the uh, you know the surprise uh, Ben Kingsley, surprise Ben Stiller, yeah, uh, you know, uh, it's, you know, small moments of just a hey to sort of shake off the boy. When does this movie end? <laughs> Where's the hedgehog? Seriously, <laughs> less Kingsley, more hedgehog. <laughs> wow. Bold statement, I know. Yeah. (laughs) Just replace Kingsley with the hedgehog. There we go. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Yeah, this was, uh. It was disappointing. Yeah. Overall. Uh. Again, so so this entire movie takes place, I guess, during sort of the early months of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, so is that why I kept getting angry about the fact that people weren't fucking wearing masks in this movie? I did want to mention that, too. Yeah. The, uh... <laughs> For for everything being you know completely shut down and and locked down and everyone staying in their homes, unless they absolutely have to go out. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they do go out, it's real sporadic. Yep. <laughs> you know whether they're wearing masks or not. And I know you know part of that I'm sure probably is you don't want to have your leads faces covered <laughs> when they're you know executing their plan. Um, but also, it just—it really took me out of it. Just how yeah. how inconsistent the the mask protocols were, uh, or that they would wear them and then just immediately take them off when talking to people.
1: Yeah, which which doesn't does make any sense in real life.
0: Uh, and it pisses me the fuck off when it happens in real life. Yeah, too. yeah. I, the the mask is specifically there for when you are talking to people. <laughs> Uh, yeah i had a I had a woman at the hotel uh the other week she was wearing a mask and she came downstairs to ask me for you know something for the room and she pulled down the mask to say it and i was just oh my god what the fuck that's so stupid cover your holes people people cover all of your holes protect your holes idiots oh jesus christ this is never gonna end yeah uh and and i get what you're saying you know you you don't want the leads of your movie to to you know have their faces covered but uh you know maybe don't make a movie about the pandemic then right yeah absolutely (laughs) (laughs) i mean it's weird that people are making movies during the pandemic but uh you know, if if you're gonna go to the trouble and hopefully staying safe while doing it, uh, you know, uh, I think you know, maybe it's just me, but we could all use a little more uh, you know, escape from reality type stuff. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Uh yeah, maybe maybe it's just you. Okay. <laughs> no, it's oh, it's okay. me too. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> We are on the same page. All right, good, good. I, I, sh- I should have known this would be frustrating based on the title. Uh, okay, which is, it's no, I mean, just you know, knowing knowing oh, that it's okay. set during lockdown. Right, I should have I mean, realized. Uh, there's a a horror movie that came out the, uh, the early summer, late spring last year. Uh, Called, uh, I think it's called Host or The Host or something like that. Okay. Uh, That was uh, entirely filmed, you know, during that pandemic. It is, uh, it's it's essentially a Zoom movie. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Like 95% of it takes place entirely on a Zoom call. Uh, But, you know, it was it's a ghost movie essentially okay uh, where where this group of friends gets together they they perform a séance uh like via zoom call uh and they release something and it starts attacking them one by one interesting uh, and it's very interesting it's very well done it's only like 50 minutes long <laughs> uh Even which better. helps yep <laughs> Uh, But, you know, I I think they did it right, you know, and and there is like one scene where two of the characters get together like in person and it's filmed like a movie. But, uh, you know, it's it's they're both wearing masks. Uh, (laughs) uh, And and I just I don't know. I just. I, I feel like a movie set during this past year could be done effectively and, and that movie proved it. But, uh, this is, this was not one of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I agree. And, you know, and maybe it's because, you know, it, it is, you know, uh, I guess they're big stars. Uh, we, we've heard of them before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, Anne Hathaway's—I uh, would say—a big star. Chouettele Edge of Four, I think, has more of a character actor sort of reputation. Yeah, I agree. You know, maybe a bigger name character actor, but still more character actor. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, and whereas Host is, you know, was done by complete unknowns. Yeah. You know. Nice. Yeah. Uh, and then. Uh, so this is uh, our our second uh, stephen knight movie though <laughs> is it really uh so stephen knight wrote this movie he also wrote and directed uh, a movie that we watched called lock oh nice so apparently also, he... also a movie about a person trapped in one location <laughs> that is true but also (laughs) far more interesting definitely and compelling and well done (laughs) for a movie about concrete Uh, yeah there's no heist in that one but yeah you're right it is it was definitely better yeah uh you know but yeah the concrete element of that movie i think was far more compelling than uh Whatever the fuck Miracor does, <laughs> marketing. I think oh, maybe, God. maybe I, yeah, I I don't know. know. Jewelrys at Herods. Yes, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I I have I I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> there is an event planning element of their business, but I have no idea what their business is. Nope. Uh, and apparently also Stephen Knight can only make movies with the word lock in it. (laughs) Even spelled the same way, it has to have the E at the end. Right? (laughs) They could have just called this lockdown, but nope, had to be locked down. (laughs) Despite it being hard to say, he went with it anyway. (laughs) And the director Doug Lyman, I know he's made a movie or two that I've enjoyed. Yeah, his name sounds really familiar. Okay, uh, Edge of Tomorrow. Oh, there you go. Or The yeah. uh, Swingers. Not uh, the other mm-hmm. the not 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 Swingers. Swingers is it? The you know, Vince Vaughn, John Favreau. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, for some reason I thought identity? John Favreau for some reason I thought John Favreau directed swingers, but uh, yeah. yeah. I could see that, yeah. Uh, born born identity, nice. Yeah. Um, some other stuff. Okay. Um, uh, jumper. jumper. Eh? Is that Peyton Chris Peyton Christensen? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, always get that and push the Chris Evans movie. I get those confused for some reason. Well, I think the plan was that there was going to be a franchise for both of them and that it would eventually lead to Jumper vs. Push. Oh! (laughs) The new Ballistic X vs. Sever. (laughs) Why is that a thing that lives in my head? I don't know. Rent-free, as they say. What did I I listened to something recently where they talked about that movie for quite a while.
1: I have uh, never so seen that remember.
0: movie. I never have either. But but somebody was just talking about just the balls to name a movie X versus Sever <laughs> <laughs> as if we have any idea who they are. No they oh, are iconic characters. <laughs> From the from the already established ballistic universe. <laughs> uh, Yikes. Uh, yep. Let's see, he also did Mister. Mrs. Smith, and uh, and a movie that I actually really do love. Uh, Go. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's I, awesome. I saw that movie. I, I did not want to uh salt in the theater opening weekend uh my friends uh and i all got together said hey let's go see a movie they all decided on go i wanted to go see the matrix nobody else did <laughs> wow uh <laughs> but you know what i i really enjoyed go that's awesome but still we should have seen the fucking matrix <laughs> <laughs> probably <laughs> but oh, well next time yeah <laughs> You can you can you can all get together to go see Matrix later this year. No we can't. <laughs> no. You could can rent a theater for two hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah, I'm not doing that. <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, I am not stepping foot in the theater, I am not stepping foot in a restaurant, cause uh uh like the end of uh, this movie, uh, the lockdown keeps getting extended. <laughs> Even though I'm not locked up. <laughs> oh. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, so. Yeah. He. He. It sounds like he has made some good movies. Just not so much this one. Yeah. Uh. Did I? I think just the setting and the uh, the story. Honestly, just just yeah. was not compelling. Yeah. Uh, or, or the characters. It yeah, sounds like. for the characters, yeah. <laughs> I mean, God, you know what? It it made me really <laughs> want to watch uh, any other movie that has uh, Chiwetel Ejiofor or uh, Anne Hathaway in it. Yeah, you, you're They'll gonna watch. Uh, you're gonna you're gonna rewatch Serenity. Uh, are they both in that? No, I know Chiwetel 4 is. I don't think okay. Anne Hathaway is. But uh, you know what, uh, Joss Whedon aside, I would rewatch Serenity. It's still I, a good movie. It's, it's a very good movie. I agree. Yeah. Joss waiting to sight. Yeah. Uh, he may be one of those guys I can just ignore the fact that he's attached to something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like there's there's some that I probably could not, but but yeah, he's he's a guy I can just uh, uh, pretend doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah. I I think that there is there is stuff that. Sort of transcends the people who create it. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, feel like Buffy the Vampire Slayer is sort of like that, mm-hmm. um, and and Firefly to a to a certain extent is also like that. So yeah, I can totally <clears throat> see that. Uh, my my friend and I have this conversation frequently, and he always mentions Mel Gibson. Uh, He's like, "But Mad Max is a good movie." I was like, "You know what? It is, but you know Mel Gibson's is." Still a huge piece of shit, and I just I, he's a guy I cannot separate. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. <clears throat> I mean, even before all of it came out, like you know, twenty some years ago, I remember hearing about how, like, his dad is was like famous for pushing the idea that the Holocaust was a hoax, right? Yeah, was like yeah, that's not good stock yeah definitely not <laughs> the, the <laughs> core is rotten, yeah, yeah, cut it out, yep uh like uh, there was uh oh I saw an ad for a movie called boss level, and uh thought it oh, might be interesting then I saw that Mel Gibson was in it, so that's the <laughs> end of that. <laughs> That's how I felt about Daddy's Home too. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, this could be great," you know. Will Ferrell, Mark Wahlberg, back together again for another blast? <laughs> nope.
1: Mel no Gibson had to ruin
0: the party. <laughs> oh uh, boy! What's what's making you happy this week, Eric? Rush Limbaugh's dead. <laughs> <laughs> Ding dong. That's it? That's it. That's, you know what? That's enough. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, like, I see a lot of people, you know, saying, well, you know, I don't want to speak ill of the dead, but, uh, you know, you know, I can also, you know, not say anything good either yeah Uh, but no i'll i will speak ill of the dead thank god he's fucking dead uh didn't happen soon enough i think if you can point to multiple instances of the person uh speaking ill of the dead themselves then no problem speaking (laughs) ill of them after they've died also totally fair he was a fucking monster (laughs) yeah just an enormous piece of shit yep the world is better off for his uh, passing. Absolutely. Uh, uh, another friend of mine, uh, you know, you know, we were talking about it and she said that, you know, it's like it doesn't really change anything the way our world currently is because he's dead. Uh, you know, but, you know, I counted that with, well, at least there's one less of him. Right. Exactly. You know. Yeah. Uh and also, you know, she she was not defending him at all. She was you know also saying that she's glad he's dead. <laughs> right. <laughs> because yeah. we all should be glad he's part. <laughs> what is bringing you joy, Joe? Oh boy, Rush Limbaugh's dead. <laughs> uh no, there there is actually a a, a non-death related thing that is making me happy this week. <laughs> okay. uh, I I have been uh sort of binge reading uh a comic series called Beasts of Burden. Okay. Right, by, yeah. by Evan Dorkin and Jill Thompson and now uh Benjamin Dewey. Yes. And and it is spectacular. Yes it is. Uh there there is far too little of it, but there is more coming. That's actually why I've been been reading it um to I'm interviewing uh evan dorkin about the new series that's coming in a couple months nice um, i hope he does so. not make you sad when you interview him <laughs> i mean i'll do my best <laughs> hopefully come up with questions that don't lead to sad answers i hope so too he's, he's, <laughs> i i like evan dorkin a lot i've uh met him multiple times but uh, he's kind of a sad sack <laughs> yeah i can yeah and, and he's he's had a rough go of it career-wise, so you know. Yeah, definitely. Uh, even ah. with with this series, uh, you know, he, he lost his main artist for some reason. Yeah, like I, I just you know, from what I've gleaned <laughs> from from following him on Twitter about <clears> it, yeah, that, that was sort of a sort of an ordeal just to even get in touch with her about doing more or finishing yeah. stuff that was in progress. So right. I'm glad, I'm glad that it's, you know, up and running again and that he's got another, another artist working on it. Me too. Uh, I had and, a great one. And, yeah. Benjamin Dewey's spectacular. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that's, that's what's made me happy. Uh, the whole series that's everything that's out so far is on hoopla. Nice. Uh, so that's where I've been reading it and, and it's really great. Excellent. Uh, yeah, Jason and I read uh, the first volume, uh, Beast uh, the the fuck with the last Rites rights or animal rights or something like that. Yeah, uh, we read that for gutter trash and and you know absolutely loved it and uh, read a couple of the follow ups, but uh, did not read. I have not read any of the Benjamin Dewey stuff yet. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I am. I am glad that uh, it is up and running because that series is pretty great. Yeah, there, there's another series that that Dorkin wrote uh, called Blackwood. Yeah, uh, which I guess is set in the same universe. Like there's sort of sideways references to it in some of the Beast of Burden stuff that I've read. Oh, nice. Um, so yeah, so that's pretty fun too. I've I've read both of those series. Oh. Um, I don't I don't know if that's coming back for more, but I hope it is because it's pretty entertaining as well. Uh, I, I know there, I bought the first series and I know there was a second one, but I just kind of passed on it. But, uh, yeah, I don't know if it's coming back for a third one or, go, or not. But Yeah, that's, uh, that's a good series that I think reads really well all in one sitting. Okay. So yeah, if you haven't gotten to the first book yet, you know, maybe, maybe get the second one and read them all at once. Cause the second one picks up immediately after the first one. Oh, nice. Okay. Wow. I probably will do that then. All right, because <laughs> uh, again, I like Evan Dorkin.
1: He's uh, pretty good.
0: He is pretty good. Uh, all right, and uh, so I'm having a bit of a panic moment because I hadn't picked a movie. Oh no! <laughs> and I just realized it uh, as you started talking about Beast of Burden, <laughs> <laughs> because this is now my burden. <laughs> To try to think of something on the fly. How can I vamp? Um, (laughs) Oh, I will say, I was I I was talking to uh, some of my beat friends about I don't know what we were talking about, but Studio Ghibli came up in the conversation, and I was like, oh, I just watched my first one of those last week. You know, it was was, uh, Grave of the Fireflies, and (laughs) and they were all collectively like, oh no. <laughs> I was like, yeah, it was it was real depressing, but it was real good to look at. And they were like, yeah, that's that's a that's a place to start, alright. <laughs> so it sounds like the rest of the studio ghibli stuff is probably a little bit more uplifting. Uh yeah, it's the general feel that I get from from their other movies. <laughs> <clears throat> uh but uh, we, we will not be watching another Studio Ghibli movie. Okay. <laughs> not yet, anyway. Um, so this is a movie I've actually been thinking about picking for the show for a while, but I, I don't know if you've seen it yet or not. Okay. Uh, but it is uh, relatively... Eh, last six months or so on Netflix. Okay. Uh, it is called uh, Enola Holmes. Oh, Okay. Uh, with uh, Billy Brown and uh, Henry Cavill? Yeah, I have not about, seen that. About uh, Sherlock Holmes' sister, I believe? Yes. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I, I have not seen that. Okay, then. Well, then, that's what I'm gonna pick. Alright. <laughs> Sorry, I was, I was writing it down. <laughs> Yeah, that sounds awesome. I, I I feel like that that looks like a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to watching that. Uh, I hope it is. And uh, we can talk about how uh, Henry Cable is uh, Superman in every movie, except for Superman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because in that one, he's Man of Steel. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> man of Steel Man. Oh. Well um, justice is gray. More and more good gags about Henry Cavill coming next week, folks <laughs> <laughs> We will see you then. All right, goodbye. Goodbye.